Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Elliot Morgan Valley Cast Hour. Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Uh, gosh, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? Uh, this is such a weird thing. I'm doing a, uh, a podcast by myself. Ah, I've never, I've never done this before, and I can already see there's a little thing of white here in the video on the iPhone, and I wish I had, I wish I had fixed that. So we're already second guessing ourselves. That's good. Um, yeah. So this is uh, the second of two podcasts that we've done from the Valley folk that are just solo. If you haven't seen Joe's yet, go check it out. He did a Feeling Good podcast. Um, I'm gonna be doing a Feeling Bad podcast for a second not really i'm going to tell you what i'm talking about uh, or i'm going to tell you what i'm going to talk about um and one of the things i'm going to have is a feeling bad segment just to balance the universe you know um there's too much positivity going around right now um and i'm here to uh, fix it you know <laughs> this is it you know um thank you for hitting play on this it is a very surreal thing to be alone and in quarantine for over two months now and go from speaking very intimately with people to now being by myself and speaking to a a larger group of people, some of whom I know, some I don't. Um, And so before I, you know, dive into what we're going to talk about today and, um, you know, where this is going to go and how it's going to change your life, uh, I just want to say that uh, I hope you're doing okay. Um, it's I know that's like a it, maybe it's a pithy like thing to say now, but I really do. It's so crazy. Everything's crazy, and uh, you know, okay. And please bear in mind that like I've been alone. I've been alone in my head for a while, so I don't entirely know what's gonna like fall out of my mouth, but I do know that I'm going to be trying to speak from where I'm at, which may be in some ways a good place and in some ways a bad place, and it will differ from where you're at. So from the bottom of my, my, my silly, uh, squishy heart, I hope you're doing okay. Um, and I hope that, uh, this is enjoyable for you to listen to. I'm going to try to talk about a bunch of stuff and then here's what's going to happen. I'm going to link all of them together with a singular theme, okay? And then at the end of it, all your problems are going to be solved. So, congrats. Your life is, when you're done, when when this ends, you're going to be like, okay, I get everything now. Um, And, you know, I promise. I promise that's what's going to happen if you stick around to the end. But between now and the end, here's what we're going to be talking about. First, I'm going to be bragging about myself. I think it's important to remember that in times of a global crisis, when we as a nation are spiraling toward the worst uh, economy we've had since the Great Depression for the second time in the past Uh, 12 years, it's important to have people rise up and say, hey, look how great I am. Um, Also, we just do, we do a lot of like self-deprecating humor. And so we're switching it up here on this podcast. We're going to do a little bit of self-aggrandizing humor if there is any such thing. And uh, I'll try my best to like stick to my guns and not flex the self-deprecation muscle too much, but I will because I suck at a lot of things. See? Anyway, let's dive in. Here's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, First of all, have you guys... um, discovered the Leslie Jordan Instagram account yet? 
if you haven't and you're looking for joy in your life and you are just looking, if you're like, I don't have time to listen to this whole podcast, I need my life changed right now, uh, go check out Leslie Jordan's Instagram. It is nothing but light and love and laughter. And he's just this adorable, tiny gay man. And it's just, he's the best. And if you haven't followed his stuff, he cracks me up. I saw his account from a tweet that Tyler Oakley retweeted. It said, Leslie Jordan is the only vlogger. Uh, that I need or something like that and it was just this montage of him doing stuff and instantly I was like whoever this person is I've seen him around he's been in things for uh, centuries but yeah uh, first things first let's you know do the important stuff and 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 talk about um, Leslie Jordan but anyway here's what I'm actually gonna talk about so um, after the bragging we're gonna do the feeling bad segment okay then I'm gonna talk about underwear for some reason you'll never guess uh, and then we're gonna talk about what I'm into right now and what I'm reading I'm listening to stuff like that in case you're like, I need more media to consume because clearly if you're watching this or listening to this, you probably uh, switch it up a little bit. Maybe it'll be of help. Maybe it'll be of entertainment to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that by the end of it, you're going to be like, I can't. He did it. He done did it. I I thought I had doubts. I thought it was a joke, but nope. He was being 100% sincere. And yeah, that's that's what we're doing here. This is going to be a life-changing podcast. You are going to have your problems fixed. We, we all know that everyone has problems right now, but there's not anybody who's going, all right, enough is enough. Let's just solve it all at once. Uh, because people think that's impossible or like not realistic, but we'll see. What am I going to brag about? Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you, I mean, I guess if I, where should I start? Gosh. All right. Let's start with the Valley folk. I'm going to brag about the Valley folk for a second. Is that okay? Do you mind if I if I do that? I mean, you're here. You're part of it. You got me into this mess. You know what I mean? It's your fault. If you're listening to this and you're like, don't, I don't know if you're going to talk about that. This is you. This is on you. Okay. So the first step is taking responsibility for your own actions. This whole year has been, and I don't mean year in like the sense of 2020. I just mean like a year as in, you know, from a year ago. I'm real proud, y'all. I'm really proud. And I'm proud of a lot of things that I think people are would be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be proud about that. But I am. I'm proud of all of it. And I'm really excited for this to be over because we were building this wonderful momentum toward, you know, what is a, a new direction, a better version of who we are and then this whole thing happened and it just sort of felt like a really frustrating uh pause button but in that pause there's been a lot of time for reflection and a lot of time for um you know uh, healing is probably a dramatic but accurate word it's uh it's nice to be distanced a little bit from the onslaught of like hate that we got um during the the lee stuff and it's nice to be like moving on uh i think but part of the moving on process i think is also being able to look back and and look back in a way that's like you know loving i guess and like kind and also like taking ownership and taking pride in the good stuff rather than like harping on the bad and i think if you if you dissect everything if you look back i can only speak for myself here this is just me talking i'm not talking on behalf of the valley folk but just as a person who's a part of it i don't know that i'd change a lot um some things for sure and some things i would be like "Ah, that would have been maybe think about that next time but um for the most part i'm really proud and i say that because you know i was you know what happened okay so 
I was hanging out with my girlfriend like a week ago, and we were talking about like headphones and how sometimes you can forget that you're wearing them and forget that you have them in. And I told her this story about, I think it was like 2013 and it was at SourceFed and we were in the writer's room and we were like doing our thing, probably 7 a.m. in the morning, 6.30 or something insane. Uh, And I remember I was listening to like, I'm sure some super cheesy music that was like, uh, like Weezer or some late 90s pop punk band and which we'll get to also in this uh later in this episode uh terrible music taste that i have but i'm you know i'm i listen to music the same way i listened to music when i was a 15 year old kid it's always life-changing no matter how basic and simple the lyrics are it's one of my favorite things about weezer is just their total cheese balls and so i remember i don't remember exactly what it was i assume it was like weezer or even something worse like third eye blind something a little cringy just cringy enough that you wouldn't really want people to know that you're like yeah this is what i believe yeah this is explains it um and i remember <laughs> getting really into it and doing my thing writing and being like i'm gonna talk about the news and it's gonna be so fun and then i remember lee turning to me and going oh do you think people can't hear you right now and i took my headphones off and i was blasting the music to the whole like room and uh it was very funny and it was very embarrassing and i told that story and i was like oh you know i wonder i wouldn't feel comfortable sharing that because there's like a painful thing now associated with the positive aspects of having worked with someone that you no longer work with. And I was like, no, no, can't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like not tell stories and be proud of certain elements of things. Um, so this is me doing that basically. And just tearing off the mandate and being like, just so you know, uh, you know, pain aside, I'm really proud of the Valley folk. I'm proud of what we did. Um, as a community, I'm proud of having worked with Lee in both a professional and a personal realm for so long. And because of that, there's a history there. And there's a history that we can learn from and we can reminisce with about and we can laugh at. And that's where I'm trying to come from. So at the risk of people, you know, being like, oh, you're opening old wounds, there's opening old wounds. And there's also speaking from scars and being like, hey, you know, this is a very beautiful thing. And I feel like, the celebration of it maybe got cut a little short because of stuff that went down. Um, but, you know, there's no reason we can't look back on things and be like, holy freak, we want a show. We want a national, like, TV show. And the real reason for that is because of the community that we have. And that is what we were banking on uh, when we made a very painful decision and to look back now and kind of see and like we read y'all's comments and you know check the subreddit and all that stuff and uh yeah like you guys get it you guys get the the struggles and probably can infer internal things that are um that we're working through but that's not that doesn't mean that all that other stuff isn't good and that all the other stuff shouldn't be celebrated so um that's where i'm at i'm just happy i'm just proud it's been a cool it's been a beautiful two years, even including uh, the the pain and, and the, the hardship. So I hope as you guys are listening to this that you're feeling that. I hope you're able to, to speak about this or to think on it in a joyful way because, you know, this has been a nice time for putting things in perspective a little bit. 
And uh, yeah, we got a good thing. We had a good thing going and I'm excited for the future and I'm excited to just kind of rev the engines back up a little bit when when the time comes. And um, when I look back on on everything, it makes me proud of all of it. It makes me proud of every person involved and it makes me proud of the Patreon. It makes me proud of the patrons. It makes me uh, feel good about <laughs> having a Patreon because there is something to the the knowledge that our hearts are in the right place, despite the fact that we're neurotics, uh, that I think is is cool. And I think it's is worthy of talking about a little bit and being proud of and celebrating because I don't know I don't know of many people like the valley folk i don't know of many entities like the valley folk so yeah that's that's all i'm gonna say on that i think it's beautiful so come at me uh, hate, hate haters or whatever i don't know uh everybody calls them trolls i don't i don't think somebody being upset over something um you know getting a wrong impression is necessarily a troll but um you know, some of them are and they should all just walk into the ocean forever um like people who don't like water you know, you know, people who don't like water, like the taste of it, what, how, if you don't like, if you don't like the taste of water, you should, anyone who doesn't like the taste of water should find a group of people who also don't like water and you should hold hands and you should walk into the ocean. I'm not saying drown or die, but they say that if you don't like something, you should associate with it more, you know, saturate yourself with it. So just keep walking into the ocean until you decide that you like water and then come back. How can you not like water? Because it doesn't have a taste. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing about it. Sorry, as I eat or uh, drink orange juice. What do we got here? This is I got this at a gas station. There's something about buying orange juice at a gas station that feels like, like a like yeah, I'll be healthy. But so I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are seeing um, modicums of of growth. I think you'll see more, and I think you'll see stuff. I think you'll see a lot of um, sp- sparks popping really soon when this uh, is finally over and we're all back together. And I also, you know, we just miss each other, and we're also three individuals uh who have been going through separate things individually and there's like a there's almost like a uh it's like when we first started it's like we gotta kind of get to know each other again when this is all done and i'm excited i'm just excited to do that so um that's that's number one i'm bragging about it because um you know i'm proud i'm proud of how we handled it and i'm proud of how the community is um being very like we have such a um very logic like mostly logical group of folks um who i think are just articulate in the way they sort of deduce things there's it's you you, we can't really hide too much um because of smart because of smart and um that's also something to be very proud of um the other thing too is just uh source fed being proud of source fed is really cool and having and this is going back further and because this is the bragging portion i've just been trying to think on things that like get me out of the hole of going like what am i what's the point of any of this because i don't know about you guys or if you're experiencing this at all during this quarantine but there's a bit of a um 
there's a bit of a sense of of uh, like nihilistic like pointlessness and being like, am I am I just doing this because uh, I'm terrified to do anything else? Is it still about? Do I still have it? Um, I think my girlfriend and I talk a lot about how there's this, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but they say that you can get psychologically stuck in the time of your most success, uh, which I look forward to. But because um, I also live under a delusion that I'm not as successful as I will be, which is nice. But who knows if that's actually going to happen? That's sort of the the hope, you know, it's the hypothesis. I will invest in the future with work and then one day it'll, it'll all work out. I've had a little bit of just being like, like, what else should I, you know, look into, should I look into going back to school? Should I do, what's my, my, do I have anything to offer um, that isn't being done a billion times by a billion other people? And so part of that has just been going, okay, well, what have I done? What can I be, what can I look to uh, as something that is, worthy of being proud of and SourceFed is included in that and not so much the time spent there because I left pretty quickly but the people as a result of it and the community that's been built of it uh, around it is something that's really cool. I did a video called Every SourceFed and Valley Folk Hosts Leaked Tinder Bio um, which will go up at some point but uh, it, it you know it's making fun of most people but uh, hopefully in a kind way, because it's, you know, it's not something I always feel like an, on the outside of a little bit, because uh, so many people, even though I'm an OG member of it, there's so many people I just didn't know or didn't work with or got to know in a different capacity later. And I don't know, it's like being at a party that I was like, am I, am I allowed to be, you know, invited to, uh, to this thing? And so I'm proud of, it. I'm proud of having people like that in my life that are very colorful and unique and different. And, uh, and the also that it just has let me have a you know career or continue to work in this um this weird 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 world for as long as i have and uh yeah that again goes back to you guys so that's i'm proud of that um what else am i proud of i have a list right here isn't that sad shouldn't it be able to be memorized it maybe just put it maybe just memorize it before you start the podcast really. um relationships so I'm really proud of how this quarantine has affected my relationship with my girlfriend and a lot of relationships with my family, extended family, and friends who I haven't seen or heard from um, in a, a long time. But mostly I'm just proud to, to be in a very like equal partnership that's based in respect, and it's really nice. And it was a gamble and it, it was a very apprehensive thing where at the beginning I was like, I don't know, I don't, you know, maybe, I mean, I had a crush, you know, and I was like, maybe, no, it can't be that good. It can't be that good. But then I was like, let's just see, you know, and you kind of creep on the Instagram and you slide into some D, you know, some DMs and then you end up going to Vegas and then you end up being, a bit of a maniac and then this relationship happens and um it's it tough at times and it's uh but it's growing and it's like getting stronger all the time and there couldn't be anything better and i also like it, it's nice it's nice because i know what happened and what i know the life i had and i knew that i went from being real sad to pretty happy, but there was a strange, I did this podcast. Um, another thing I'm very proud of is the fundamentalist podcast that I do with, with Pete, because 
it's always fun. It, that stuff's always fun for me. We're going to get into it a little bit here um, about like psychoanalysis and kind of some philosophy um, toward the end of this podcast. But we were doing an episode that I think is maybe going up today when I'm recording this. Or I don't know, but it's on celebrity and it's on sort of the uh, the way that you're branded and the way that you're at, you know, whatever you do becomes your brand basically. And I did like the sarcastic thing and the self-deprecating thing for, for so long that it became sort of muscle memory. And, um, I got a little tired of it, but I also, if there's something strangely more vulnerable about being like, Hey, I, I'm happy because that is like, I don't know. It's like, you can't, there's no instinct to protect your feeling of feeling bad. There's no, like, like I can put that out there and be like, people are going to be, oh, we feel bad. Like, that's the worst thing that can happen. But if you're happy and you make that known, people can be pretty terrible. I was like, I think it was two weeks ago or something. I woke up and I, uh, Grace and I had posted the, uh, the Pilot On podcast, which is something we decided to do for fun. And it's weird to do things like that because they're... <laughs> I read all these comments from this one person that was just like an, a really mean person and a really hate-filled person. And it got in my head a little bit and it bummed me out. And then I was thinking about how sad a person has to be to see two people just like talking about a television show that they like watching and it incites something in them that is so evil and so like satanic that they need to just spew hatred Um at you that's so specific and gross and terrible and um there's something about showcasing happiness that on one hand people will go oh well they're you know they're not actually they're not that that's all a a ruse and there is there's an element to that no relationship is perfect by any stretch of the imagination but there's a different thing where it's like it's also like don't come off too happy because people are going to rain on your parade a little bit and that's part of it so it's nice to feel there's a nice center of gravity that has happened that's just very peaceful and calming. And I know what it was like when it wasn't that. I know what it was like when it was chaos. And so I only say that not to brag or anything, but also to encourage folks who are in relationships, maybe that suck right now, that are in quarantine. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Imagine by Gal Gadot. Imagine. And there's a brand there that's like difficult for me to to steer away from sometimes. It's it's I like you know I'm I like dark humor and so it I don't know where the crossroads are between being a you know hey and then also being like but you know we're all gonna die um, which maybe we'll talk about that uh, as well when we incorporate what uh, what I'm into right now and what I'm reading and all that fun stuff. So um, yeah, hold tight if you're not doing well and also. I would encourage you switch things up. It's okay. It'll hurt. It'll get worse. My therapist um, said this funny thing, which how far away? Twenty four minutes. That's pretty good for just now mentioning a therapist. Um, he said something to me really. I think it was years ago when I first started seeing him. But he was like, "There's, you know, um, when ninety five percent of the time when you make the right decision, things get worse." And you hear that and you're like, oh, okay. And then it kind of makes sense. No wonder people stay in crappy relationships or they don't make decisions that would ultimately make their life better because in the interim period, it'll get worse. Like if you get into, um, uh, if you decide to, to start working out, uh, then, you know, you're going to, I do it, did it. And I started throwing up immediately and I hated it and I was sore and I hated myself for being so out of shape. 
Um, so life got worse. Um, and that's like the smallest, easiest example. It's like, I, I don't know of many things that if you do that are quote unquote, right. Um, where immediately you're like, well, that was wonderful. That's like, it's why we enjoy, um, self-destructive behaviors. Speaking of self-destructive behaviors, um, and working out, I, um, started doing that. I started working out at the beginning of this thing and I've been doing it for over two months, which is the longest in my entire life that I've gone with consistently working out. And that's so sad, but it's been so nice. And I know a bunch of, uh, y'all have kind of started doing that as well. I'm not even going to tell you what I use. It's so embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you the program. Um, but it, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's cringy, but, uh, it works and it's fun and it, I like it. And it's like, I also, was in the mindset of like, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to be successful in the how I imagine it to be. But I also know that I want to look back and feel like I've done everything I can do or attempted everything I can do to at least fail, like in a way that is like, okay, like the failure is, is I did everything I could do in a fail. That's a different kind of failure than looking back and going, I could have done better had I only done this thing. And one of those things is was exercising because I was like, how can I expect to whatever? And I'm saying that as something I'm proud of, which again feels weird and it feels like I'm bragging because I am. But at the same time, please take it as encouragement in the sense of going, you know, it sucks. Everything sucks that it improves your life. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it may be even this podcast. So, uh, you know, something to think about. And it's uh, Joe and I talk about it a fair amount when people are like, how do you deal with stress and how do you deal with with anxiety and all that fun stuff. And it's like, for me, I know that I started working out because it made my mental health better that day. And I only kept working out when I gave up the idea that I would look a lot different as a result of it. Because when I started obsessing over that, I got frustrated and I got uh, hopeless and I stopped. So only when I was like, I'm not, this isn't going to work. Did I actually end up, um, doing it? So, um, that's nice. I'm excited about that. And then I also have just been taking a break from drinking. I haven't drank. I don't know how long it's been, but I read a book, which we'll get to in a little bit. And it wasn't a dramatic, um, you know, decision. It was sort of like, I basically watched a, a Nikki Glaser clip from the Joe Rogan podcast. And she recommended a book, um, called the easy way to control drinking. And that was like, well, I love all the words in that title. That's perfect. I love easy. Uh, I love control and I love drinking. So let's, let's see what this is about. And a lot of it was sort of her being like, my career got better. My life got better. You know, when this, when I just cut this out and I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm also hesitant to talk about this because it's, it sounds dramatic. You can't not talk about not, you can talk about drinking and people are like, yeah. But if you talk about not drinking, it's like, oh no. Oh, I just said, oh gosh. Oh no. Uh oh. I also like switching things up. And it's not like I don't, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that I'm, um, you know, like a saint or anything. Uh, this is a, I'm like, I stopped working out, uh, 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 or I started working out and I stopped drinking. And also, you know, I pick up other bad habits all the time and then drop them, hopefully. But, um, yeah, it's been really nice. The the working out, the drink, the not drinking has been great. I don't know if I will again. I, I probably. I mean, I don't know how. When this is all said and done, I don't know what my brain's gonna do. I talk a lot about going to Vegas. We'll see. Um, well, not we'll see. I'm definitely gonna go to Vegas. That's without a question. But if you know, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna enjoy it, and we'll see. But it's um for now, it's a very nice thing, and it it's not a stressful thing. It's a it was a joyful, fun, easy thing. Uh, which was crazy. It's the book made this incredible outlandish claim that when I was done with it, I would be like not wanting to actually 
drink. And uh, I was like, okay, we'll see. And then it worked. So that was cool. Um, hmm, fun. This is really nice. And uh, what else on the stuff that I'm real, real proud of right now? There is the comedy special, Holy Shit, on Amazon that is available for free for all Prime members. I'm proud of it. I wouldn't watch it again, um, but I'm proud of it. And I remember where I was at with that whole thing because I was like, I want to do something that it took me forever to write that thing. And I cut out a bunch of stuff. It started as like a one man show with um, like different acts and lighting cues and all that stuff. Very like grandiose. I think the plan was to wear like a black turtleneck during it just to make it as pretentious as possible. But um, the whole goal was to essentially be as self-deprecating as possible and as like, you know, raw as possible. And then combine that with having a single shot the entire time is so, it's just cracks me up. At first I didn't like it because I was like, this is uncomfortable to watch. And then I was like, no, I do like it because it's uncomfortable to watch. But if you haven't checked it out, it's nice. And also thank you to folks who have, who have watched it, who have left kind reviews, who kind of see it's not meant to be the funniest um, comedy special in the world. Go figure. Uh, Really? Oh, yours. Uh, But it is. I'm proud of 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 what it is, and I'm proud of the the rawness um, of it. And so, thank you for those who've watched, it and also who've reached out about it, because that was the other thing too. Like, is this even gonna? Does this even resonate? Is this just like whatever? Um, and it it has from uh, from what I can tell, and that's really nice. The next thing I want to um, talk about is underwear, guys, and this is an ad segment. Ah, summertime dreaming seamless transition these are the days when visions of sunshine and surf dance through our heads is it probably now more than ever as we collectively mold into our couches but we got oh i see they fixed it at the end that was an insert for sure but yeah no for sure yes we're on our couches melting and thinking of surf but we got to keep the dream alive me undies is committed to the cause by keeping you in a constant stream of uninterrupted dream inducing undie comfort um you guys know we love me undies we talk about it all the time it's one of my favorite um, sponsors that we have on this, if not my favorite sponsor. They're absolutely wonderful. And you know what I noticed about MeUndies? I've mostly been able to replace all my old underwear with MeUndies. And it occurred to me today, we've had MeUndies as a sponsor for like, like a year and a half or something. And the I can't tell the difference between the underwear that they sent me a year and a half ago and the other underwear they sent me like last month. That's pretty great, right? So the quality is really high and that's something that I wouldn't be able to say without first-hand experience and without them sending us stuff every month. Do you, I mean, let me tell you something, okay? Not whatever. Just a brand. Do you know what it's like to get a pair of underwear every month? It's incredible. And sometimes there's socks in there. There's a onesie. I'm telling you folks, sign up. It's the it's a treat. It's just a treat. So um, yeah, um, let me uh, give you some talking points about MeUndies in case you don't remember. MeUndies are made from micromodal uh, and irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in a cloud of comfort. It's magically made from trees. Another reason to give them a hug. MeUndies are offered a range of sizes from XS to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners and for any first-time purchasers. You can get 15% off and free shipping. You gotta give uh, this super softness a try, you guys, because what else do you have to do? Um, 
And also, they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Of course they do. Whenever something has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, it feels a little braggy to me. But, you know, that kind of, people bragging kind of turns me off, so whatever. But anyway, uh, to get your 15% off of your first order as well as free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Valley. That's MeUndies.com slash Valley to get 15% off your first order and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash Valley. Uh, it'll help your junk and it will um, help our junk as well. And uh, yeah, so it's wonderful. They're wonderful. You know the drill. Plus they come in all sorts of fun patterns. But I don't do the fun patterns because I'm an adult. I don't do the, I I do not do the fun. I like the basic colors, but I'm also would like to clarify that I do not feel like an adult. All right, the bragging portion's over. Let's do the feeling bad. Hi everybody, I'm Joe Beretta. Welcome to Feeling Bad, y'all. Uh, the cons- the conspiracy theory thing. Okay, all right. A lot of my family's getting sucked into the this stuff, and. It's easy for me to just get so frustrated and so like, how, how do you not, how, why do you, why, why? Um, and I see it on Facebook and they, 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 there's a lot of like, send, this is censorship and they're trying to hide something and it's controlled by the whatever and blah, 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 blah. But here's, this is the embarrassing thing. I, I fell for it. Like hard. I fell, I, I, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And for a hot minute, I was like, babe, you need to you gotta watch this video. You know, you're not going to it. That's. I, I watched the pandemic thing with the guy who, who just looks like a, like a caricature of a conspiracy theorist. And that woman who's a scientist, Malkovich or whatever her name is, Dr. Malkovich, um, and she brought up stuff in it that, you know, it it doesn't take a lot. If you're mildly articulate and you can give any version of proof or any version of reasoning, it, it, I'm, I'm pretty susceptible, apparently. And it didn't last long. It lasted like a day. And I kind of Googled some stuff afterward and did a little research. And everyone was like, no, this is a, this is a person who's you know, kind of crazy and been doing this before and blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, that kind of jerked me out of it. Basically, it was a YouTube video from a doctor who was like, I'm not going to glorify this. You're going to you're gonna believe this? And I was like, no, me, no. I'm very logical. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I kind of did. I kind of believed it for a second. It's easy. It's easy to get sucked up in this stuff, man. And I don't even know. I don't even. It, the thing that is interesting is like, let's just say all the conspiracy theories are true. There's a trend with. Um, that I've seen with people who are on conspiracy subreddits and, or subforums, well, subreddit, r slash conspiracy, and then also like Facebook and stuff where I see a lot of this. Um, they always are on the the side, they always assume that they're on the cusp of an, of uncovering, right? Like there's going to be this, everything's going to come to light and there is going to be this new wave of X, Y, and Z and you're going to see a uprising and blah, blah, blah. And there's always a thing with it's about to it's about to blow up. This is about to just blow. And they're trying because of that. Because of that, they're censoring it. And I don't know. I don't know if uh, some parts of this have been maybe lied to, lied about. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, like why would that that part isn't that big of a surprise? 
I think that the lying is assumed on some level. Um, I would hope it is because, you know, there should be some skepticism with our leaders across the board. But, um, I mean, if I was a scientist and I was in a lab and I messed up and a virus got out of a lab and it killed a ton of people, yeah, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want people to know because of the fact that they would kill me. But when you go from that, when you leap from that to this is a grand conspiracy meant to usher in the new world order and Bill Gates is trying to reduce the size of the uh, human population using vaccines and, and, and an effort to, um, you know, to further uh, uh, make things worse. He is an, uh, you know, an oligarchy billionaire who we've given power to, who is not an elected official, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like you, it just spirals. And so, but it always spirals in a way that's going, and this is it. And then this is going to blow things up. So, that's interesting. It's always like just about to happen. And, you know, it's always secret knowledge. Yeah, I got that secret and you don't. And if you have this secret, you are then on the end. Your eyes are going to be opened. And it's like this version of enlightenment that's like not uh, real. So it's just crazy. It's sad to see. And it's sad to see my my family be sucked into it. And I also kind of get it because you know, people are scared and then they're going to be searching for answers and they're going to concoct things in their brain. Now, I don't have any experience with people assuming things because of a lack of information, but let's just pretend I did. I can understand how people could create a narrative that was inaccurate to make themselves feel better while thinking that they were somehow a pioneer for having it. It just sucks to see, man. It sucks to see your family who you know you share values with, but then you see them falling into something like that, and it's a different world than people who maybe don't have family who get sucked in this or don't have, aren't close with people who get, you know, into these things or, or into the MAGA world because you're not experiencing these people on a firsthand basis, so it's easy to distance yourself and be like, how stupid and dumb and blah, blah, blah. But then when you actually talk to them, you're like, no, this is, this would, uh, this is a person who there there is a heart you know, they have hearts and they have their own lives. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to, to see. And, but there's also, well, what am I going to do about it? I don't know. Was, all right. I'll watch the video, get sucked into it myself and then act high and mighty about them. Um, uh, I can't believe, I can't believe that it got me. It really got me. <sighs> Maybe. And there's, even as I say that, I'm like, am I just being sucked back into the narrative that the media is pushing? And then you know what you can do in times like that? Here's a fun little tidbit of advice. Stop doing that. Who cares? Just stop. Go read a book. Go read a book and 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 watch some TV and stop trying to use your brain to figure things out. Uh, you know, it's so crazy. The amount of noise. I've been doing a little bit of meditation throughout this time. Meditation is, I hate saying that word. It's sort of like a, it seems like I'm saying... I don't know. It's a, it's it's been hijacked a lot by by people I I find mildly annoying, but um I try to do it when I can and it's you know, it's nice in times like these cuz if ever there was a time when it would be helpful to have an ability to not be consumed by your thoughts, it's probably right now. Like I feel like I'm turning into a little bit of a schizophrenic. I mean, granted I'm doing an entire podcast right now by myself where I'm just talking to myself, so there's going to be a schizophrenic element to it, but I feel a little like I feel and I don't mean to say that in a way that is offensive or anything, but there seems to be a splitting of myself at times where there is a logical side, there's an emotional side, there's an angry side and they're all yelling at each other. Um 
And there is uh, something of value of stepping back and being like, look at my dumb brain. I uh, <laughs> we watched the TV the other day and my girlfriend was like, how's your how's your brain doing? And I was like, you know, it's amazing. It just won't it won't shut up. And, uh, I, you know, it's I'm like, let's go to bed just so this stupid the thing can stop going. Well, I don't know, I believe that world and repression. But it's like I'll say I'll start talking about it and I'll get bored with my own words because they've already ran through my head so much like nobody needs nobody needs to hear this so um yeah the conspiracy theory stuff is is uh it's feeling bad man makes me feel bad and um the whole thing is is inconceivable um so you know stay stay away i think even there's a I, i always think about that bumper sticker that says uh if you're not mad you're not paying attention i'm always like yeah yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not I'm not mad, so that's kind of cool, you know. Um, sometimes it's good to be mad, but when it becomes the pastime, which it has for me at times during this, is just being so just like angry at everybody, every person. Um, times like that, it's nice to to just go, hey, you know what? I can actually turn the TV off. I can actually get off my phone. Um, I made a we made a point last night to just turn off our phones and just watch a movie granted it wasn't because we were really in the news we were just playing too much scrabble um and oh my goodness um she my girlfriend will be like Elliot, someone get scrabble and her the scrabble go app like shows the stats and i'm like i have the data you are better you are better at this um the one thing i'm better at though is using all my tiles at once all seven tiles it's called a bingo I've had like 10 more than she has, but it's also all I focus on. I just try to find an ING and then put something, um, in front of it, try to find a four letter. So a little, little tidbit or find a U and an N and put un in front of it. That works sometimes. Um, let's talk about some fun stuff and then we're gonna talk about some books and then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to tie it all together and your life's going to be different. <clears throat> I didn't forget. Did you forget? Yeah. Anyway, um, guys, listen, Weezer released a new sock. And it is, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. I, it's so cheesy. It's called Hero. And God, I love that band. I really do. It doesn't go away. It doesn't, it, it, the love for them is constant and never changing. And part of it is because I love the meta story, like the backstory behind Weezer. I think they're just a a fascinating, goofy ass bunch of dudes um rivers cuomo i adore because he's so eccentric and so strange and you know i can relate in a microcosmal level of uh to him with uh the way that he's he's treated the band and the way he's treated his his career because for the longest time there's always old school fans that are like they need to go back to blue album they need to go back to pinkerton weezer sucks now they love you know that's like the big they're not as good as they used to be um sure but it seems to me that the quality that they are going for is not like quality isn't the number one goal it, there seems to be a love of fun and a desire to do different things and to still be successful and i like that i like the fact that they kind of own the fact that they're like yeah we sold three million copies of our first record and since then we've been trying to make hit after hit after hit i can relate to that on some tiny level 
and it's cool to see them attempt to do it. It's really cool when they fail, and every now and then there's a song that just is great. Somewhere Lane and Drunk Dory is wonderful. Um, been listening to that. The White Album is incredible. It's my favorite Weezer album, and they got about to have Van Weezer come out, and I like it. I'm excited for this shredding, silly album. Um that I hope is 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 great, and apparently they have one called OK Human coming out later that they're seventy five percent done with, based on OK Computer or titled after it rather. And there's like an orchestra behind them, and they're doing all these like incredible like symphony music, symphony rock or whatever. I'm that they have an album coming out right after that black album coming out, and then they got another one that's already lined up. What do you got? That level of productivity, man. That's how. That's the part of being stuck in my. 20s that I wish I still had that level of drive and just like I'm gonna make as much content as possible and throw as much stuff at the wall if you're in your 20s you should do that as much as possible in my opinion because do it before the world gets in and breaks your heart a little bit and make become a little bit more like precious with your your stuff like I can complain about like just go for it I'm trying to get back to that on my own personal stuff with doing things that are um just making me happy but yeah it, it's it's cool to see someone like weezer just be like we're gonna do this now we're gonna do this. yeah we're gonna and people go no you're not as good and then they're like yeah that's fine it's a love i love it. it's they're beautiful wonderful human beings um yeah even songs that people really hate i uh i like listening to i listen to zombie bastards a lot at the beginning of uh or at the end of last year for some reason. It's a good one. Green Day also has a new album coming out. They're supposed to do a tour, which I was super pumped to go to, but obviously that didn't happen, called the Hella Mega Tour, and they released an album called Father of All Mother Effers, and it's a really hard rocking album. I really like it. It's super fun. I listened to it while I um, exercise not to brag. Um, I hope the bragging thing, you got the, the there is humor in that. I hope I hope that can come off uh, too uh, tone deaf, but uh, who knows? Um what other music am I listening to? It's not the same anymore by Rex Orange County. That's a good one. Good song. Um, Rufus Wainwright has some new stuff coming out that I'm really enjoying. Let's talk about books for a second. I um, oh yeah, I download I I uh, downloaded this book. Um, that it's my favorite book of all time. I'm just gonna give some recommendations right now to kind of wrap some of this stuff up. But um, the road less traveled. Uh, if you guys are looking for something to read, if you're looking for content to to consume, it's my favorite book of all time. It's by M. Scott Peck and um, the first chapter alone, I think is, is really amazing. I think the first sentence is like, life is difficult and that's it. And then it goes on to sort of talk about the difficulty of life. And, um, it's my favorite self-help book, if you would call it that. And, um, just to remind, yeah, just in case you're wanting to maybe toy with thinking differently about problems, thinking differently about stress. Um, and I like it. It's very, been very helpful to me. I mentioned the easy way to control drinking. That's a really fun one too. It's very strange, very weird how how he does it. I don't think it works for everybody and in every situation. I don't think that I, I'm not trying to be a disciple for any of these things, but just throwing out in case you know you're looking for stuff. Um, and then there's this book. So I I've read most of this book before, um, but I'm rereading it now because of the time that we're living in, and I think it's very interesting. But it's called Capitalism and Desire. Um, it's by a guy named Todd McGowan, who actually I did a podcast with him on the Fundamentalists. He's a um, professor slash psychoanalyst guy, and he wrote this book called Capitalism and Desire, The Psychic Cost of Free Markets. You know, at the risk of sounding like a college liberal arts major who's like, <laughs> in problem capitalism, this is actually a really interesting, I think, take on it. It's really meaty, and it's hard to read, so I'm going to read like a little paragraph on it because I want to talk 
uh, about a common theme. And then we're going to, that's going to be it. We're going to talk about how all that stuff's connected to everything else we've talked about. And then you're going to leave this going, I can't believe it. I can't believe that he was, that everything is solved now. Um, So this book, I guess it's hard for me to kind of explain without diving too much into stuff, but it's attempting to, I think, reconcile Karl Marx with Freud. So now we're just getting into pure, if you're still here, just you're in pure, like happy, me happy town. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday by this uh, channel called Plastic Pills, and it was talking about like the Jordan Peterson, uh, Slavo Zizek debate, and uh the greatest came out and she was like, you're just, are you just like, so she was like, are you so horny right now? Listen, just so horny listening to this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. It was like a psycho, uh, PhD students talking about the, the debate. I don't know. It's I've, I've come full circle in being like, I guess this is what I'm into. I guess this is the hobby. I don't know. I tried pottery and, uh, we got these little pottery things and Grace just keeps going. Yeah. Paint your little bowl. I made a little bowl. And I was really hoping pottery would be like the thing, but no, apparently it's this stuff that you, it's really hard to talk about without sounding slightly obnoxious. Um, but whatever, man, I like it. It's interesting. It's all the brain stuff. I like how, think, how people think. And I happen to think Freudian stuff is really interesting. And also what I really like about it. And the reason I think I'm mostly into it is that you see it in so many aspects of life that it's like hard to avoid. And it's sort of, it reminds me of, when I was learning about evolution, how it wasn't so much people going, here's all the evidence for evolution, because I had grown up in a, uh, you know, the young earth creationism being uh, the way to go. And so I expected evolution to be a case built around things pointing directly to it. Like, here it is, here's evolution. But instead, what I like about evolution is it's not so much that, it's that everything else makes sense when seen through the lens of evolution. And I view psychoanalysis sim- in a similar way. I view it like, if you if you you can't find a spot in your brain that's the unconscious, but when you start looking at people's behavior and you start looking at how they repeat things um, and how they're self-destructive, a lot of what Freud talks about does start to make a lot of sense. Um, specifically, later Freud. But anyway, um, if you're into that, if you are interested in that, in that kind of stuff, I would recommend this book because I've talked about it before. But I want to read this paragraph because um, uh, I think it's interesting. the fundamental gesture of capitalism okay i'm not going to read it like an asshole i'm just going to read it and i I, there's no world in which this isn't cringy feeling for me so i hope it's equally uncomfortable for you (laughs) this is like a a tiny version of the comedy special it's uncomfortable and i guess that's why it's uh, worth it anyway the fundamental gesture of capitalism is the promise and the promise functions as the basis for capitalist ideology one invests money with the promise of future returns. One starts a job with the promise of a higher salary. One takes a cruise with the promise of untold pleasure in the tropics. One buys the newest piece of electronics with the promise of easier access to what one wants. In every case, the future embodies a type of satisfaction foreclosed to the present and dependent on one's investment in the capitalist system. The promise ensures a sense of dissatisfaction with the present in relation to the future. Um, I think that's very interesting and it never really occurred to me that like, you know, so much of our lives is based in investment in the future and in, um, later it'll be better. 
And I can get frustrated when I see or feel stagnation and, you know, um, not taking action or taking more action. But when you think about it, we're kind of told from the beginning of life that if you <coughs> if you just wait, you'll you'll be happy. The happiness is always in in the future, you know. You go to college, then you can get the job, then you'll be happy. When you get the job, then you go to work every day, you get the paycheck, then you'll have the money and that'll make you happy. And then you take that money, you sacrifice that money, you give away the thing that you paid for with the only thing you can't get back, which is your time, and then you get a thing. And when you get that thing, it never really fills the hole that you're wanting it to, and then that leads you to buy another thing and go to back to work. And it just is always it's always outsourcing your uh, your happiness to um to the future and um that would be the theme of this that ties everything together it's the promise and the idea that you know we're living in a time of chaos right now and there's a lot of people i think who are hoping and and praying for a bit of a utopia after this a bit of a perfect world um where all the problems go away i think that's a fantasy that's really unhealthy and it actually according to this book at least sort of plays within that system still it still says hey just keep wait just keep waiting it'll get better it'll get better it'll get better i don't think that's the case and i think the only way for it to get better is to actually truly internalize that and accept it um and i think about that in relation to the valley folk um you know, there is a, a world in which we would not have done a lot of the things we had done had we believed that in the future things would just get better um, or that things would solve themselves. And when we realized that they weren't solving themselves, we took action. And it wasn't because we thought we were going to somehow then be so successful. That would be a promise in the future. It would be going, hey, uh, if we do this, then whatever. It was going, this isn't working, and so we're going to change this now. And that, I think, is um, is good. I think that's a good thing to do in pretty much all aspects of life, and it ties into my relationship. When I started dating my girlfriend, I had in my mind, like, oh, we would um, maybe be good together. And I had that fantasy, and I had that... Um, that hope, you know, that I was like, oh, this could be really cool. You know, maybe, like, she'd give me... And it is a wonderful relationship now, but what I, I remember when I was, like, reaching out and doing, like, the DMing and being, like, really nervous about it, and then when she was, like, responding, like, oh, my God, she's actually responding. It's amazing. I remember being, like, the motivation that really got me to do it wasn't going, if I don't, I'll never have that perfect relationship. The motivation was going, I need to find out as quickly as I can if this isn't going to work because I need to then move on and, and find someone or something else. And that's not to say that everything's perfect or that it's this utopia of, of a relationship right now. It largely is, to be honest with you. Um, but it was the act of doing it so that the giving up a little bit of this idea of a perfect thing, going, if this is that good in my mind, I need to kill that version of it. I need to kill that that utopia that I have in my brain, and I need to just do this now and see what this uh, result, see what happens as a result of this action. And that led to it actually happening. Things like working out, same thing. The moment I gave up the idea of going, I'm going to do this so that in the future I look a certain way. Um, I obviously hope that, and I, I continue to hope that I hope it works freaking better than it has so far. But when I actually started being able to be consistent, it was when I stopped going, Hey, I need to do this because in the future, I'll be happy. I started doing it because that day I would be happy. And then I could learn to love it in those moments if I kept doing it. Um, 
And so that was part of it. So that is so there's this disengaging, I think, of a promise, this disengaging that you're going to solve everything or that everything is going to be 100% better that can make things actually get better. And I think that on, on some level, this is like a depressing idea. It's almost nihilistic. Oh, what's the point if I'm never going to be happy? I think the act of happiness happens when you give up the idea that you're going to be super happy in the future, that you're going to have a perfect life in the future. Because then the the promise of the future, you're no longer outsourcing, you're, you're no longer outsourcing your happiness to a distance between now and, and then. You're going, this may work, it may not work, and I'm doing it because I'm listening to myself, and right now it makes sense. I don't mean this in the sense of don't plan for the future. I think that when you plan for the future, you should do so in a way it's like, imagine you want to make a movie, right? So you you want to make a movie that's worth, that you're giving $30 million for. That's your goal. It's your dream, you know? And if you could only do that, you would be so happy. You'd be so set realistically, you probably won't get that. You probably won't have a $30 million movie that you get to make. So the if you know that, if you really internalize that, two things can happen. You can go, oh, I'm probably not going to get it, so... I'm just not even, I'm not even going to try. I'm not just not going to try because what's the point? You know, that's, even if I do get it, it's not going to make me happy. The reason it's not going to make you happy is exactly why you should work on it. Get to that as quickly as possible because then you start to actually get better and produce things. Start writing the screenplay. Start, you know, make, start doing the thing, learning the thing, playing guitar, whatever it is, and and give up the com- the comparison of your present to the imaginary future and start getting, uh, you know, present a little bit. Get, you know, get a little bit more um, uh, free, I think, with it. It's a freedom. That's what I think it is. So um, I think that's the theme. That's how your problems are going to be solved. As I started this uh, this podcast, and I, I promised you that your life was going to be changed, it probably didn't. Um, you probably invested in the future. And that's okay. Um, but, you know... If you had not invested in the future, if you had not gone, oh, I have to, I have to do, I have to do this, uh, I have to listen to this, and it's going to change everything. I'm, if you said one, I'm just going to see what Elliot, what he's going to talk about. Maybe it helps a little bit, and maybe the whole point is that there is nothing that any of us can do to solve all of the problems, and all we can do is try to support right now and try to be happy right now and make it as best as we can make it right now. Um, while taking into consideration the fact that sometimes making things better means things get more painful. I don't know, something there. Um, It's fun to think about. It's also, you see this promise idea in the conspiracy theorist world. You see the people go, oh, you know, the, the, um, the, the revolution is coming. You see this in politics. If once Trump is out of if only Trump was out of office, everything would, excuse me, be better. It's not true. Um, you know that's a lie. That's a fantasy that you're telling yourself. And and, and if you can constantly have that fantasy, that sounds a little like a prison to me. I don't believe that you shouldn't work for it. I don't believe people shouldn't protest. I'm not saying any of that. I think that everyone should actually protest more, vote more, get more angry, get more messy, because. Th- the fear associated with not living up to some utopia, I think is paralyzing for, for a lot of people, at least for me. This is stuff that's helped me in the past, and maybe it's it's useful to you, or maybe it's just common sense, and this has all just been, um, you know, a bunch of nothing. But if you listen to this, and, and, and you listen to that promise, and you really expected it to solve all your problems, well, you're crazy. Um, 
And if you if you didn't listen to it and expect it to um, solve all your problems, guess what? You're wrong. It did solve all your problems. But here's the thing: you can only be wrong or crazy in life. You can't be you can't be both, and you can't be anything else. You're either wrong or you're crazy. So I opt for crazy, or at least attempt to. By the way, this is a blueprint for um, uh, Peep Show. Um, this is the apartment that Jez and Mark live in behind me, and uh, my buddy. Pete Rollins introduced me to that show, who I do a podcast with called The Fundamentalist. Which ch- check out. The videos are on this channel, youtube.com slash thevalleycast. Feel free to subscribe and hit that button. But, oh, my goodness, isn't it wonderful? It's got all these little jokes in it. If you guys haven't seen Peep Show, that's the final thing I'm going to recommend. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, so, yeah, um, capitalism and desire, the the free cost or the psychic cost of free markets. Markets, I think, is an interesting book, and I think it's cool how it explores how the problems of capitalism that aren't just poor people who are disenfranchised. It also talks about how it actually doesn't work for the successful people and the fat cats and how it actually relies on people being dissatisfied in a constant, constant state of dissatisfaction, which in turn is what apparently according to this we want. And that's a whole other uh, ball game to get into, but it's really interesting and makes you feel, you know, makes you feel smart, which is cool. I like feeling um, smart. I probably won't after I, upload this but anyway um that's the podcast everybody and um yeah i um i think that's it go enjoy music weezer all that i'm trying to think the road less traveled also kind of ties into that the promise of um you know life would be perfect if there was uh if it was less difficult um and you know a whole book about life being difficult and the the joy of that i think is uh is really nice and helpful and in line with that and yeah be wary of of people who are promising you stuff one of my favorite things about the valley folk is that it was an experiment that was um and an experiment we say that but then when you don't know what's going to happen as a result i don't know what's going to happen but i'm excited to find out and i'm excited for you guys to be along the ride so thank you very much and um i hope this was somewhat okay let me know what your thoughts were in any media if you want. You can leave me a comment down below or you tweet at me. But uh, yeah, look forward to next week's podcast. We're going to be getting back together. If not next week, then probably the next week or the week after. But there, there won't be too many podcasts, I don't think, without us being back together, uh, which will be nice. And if you stuck with me this whole time, sincerely thank you. Uh, I have no idea uh, <laughs> how it went. But um, I appreciate you guys very much, and I love you, and goodbye. <laughs>